This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. everybody, welcome to Hepuna Kōrero. Uh, this is a show of Go Eco where community is our inspiration as we commence our journey to understand decolonisation and our collective commitment to earth and people. Ko ana aho. Ko joe aho. Oh, kia ora joe. We sort of wondered if you were there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm. Awesome. Hey, um, so kia ora everyone. On last week's show, you and... Oh, you yeah. do. Holly and I had a chat. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, That's we right. did. So Holly Snape from Com- Community, Community Waikato, and um, and we had a um, a chat about governance and the journey in Tauiwi organisations around partnership with Tidility. Ah, mm. perfect. Yeah, and what it is, what it means, and just how slow the journey can be, and how we have to decolonise our minds around that because yeah. we expect a result quite quickly. Yeah, that's right. And perhaps um, have been schooled in some ideas of what it uh, might mean. Um, so I've been listening and you've sent me the... Oh, no, Kelly put it out on our uh, Facebook. So um, check out um, a recent post of Go Eco um, with a YouTube uh, talk of Ani Makairi who presented at the uh, community Waikato, the latest community Waikato conference. Yeah, it was the last one. It was pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. And we did talk last week about how, in a lot of ways, um, the presentation that Ani did and the challenge and the whittle that she put down has helped direct our path in this space. Cool. Yeah. Like, so we rose to that challenge. Yeah, well, it was definitely, um, it definitely was a challenge. And so I was um, just listening to the cordial this morning because I don't think I was actually there when she gave her talk. I cried. Um, yeah, <laughs> well. Mm. So um, some of the things um, that she, uh, I guess, questioned us on or, or p- perhaps the challenges that she made. Uh, well, one of the things um, she said was, how can you work as a community organisation or... Yeah, community organisation to reduce the damage that's been done by the colonial state. So, so, so much damage has been done, and and you know through all of the the laws that undermine Maori society, but also the land confiscation. We know all the things that that it, that have happened, um, and all of the uh, repercussions and damage that that has caused. So, the yeah, the question, what what can be done? And then she sort of proceeded to answer it a little bit, which was really helpful because I was a bit worried she wasn't. You know, only left with that question. You're like, well, what am I, <laughs> what am I gonna do? So yeah, one of the things was to be an ally, and I've heard that word before. Um, but then a little bit of a description around what an ally might be, as in um, offering help to Māori organisations, but not offering help from a position of authority uh, or um, with conditions. So that was quite an interesting thing, I thought. And I think when it comes to talking about being an ally, it's really important to understand whiteness. Like, So the, just because 
um, we say to a Māori organisation, we can support you in all of these ways and we can do this and we can help here and we offer our help. There's no onus on them to then accept the help. Mm. We need to understand when we say those things that we're just putting it out there. Yeah. We're making an offer. We're making it clear that we're there to support their mahi. We're, I think we're, we're, we can fall down sometimes, and, and I know that I do this as well. I get very excited and enthusiastic and then move ahead to how we can help and too, be quite too specific. Quickly, yeah. Actually, yeah. the only thing that people need to, to know is that there's a willingness to help and an invitation to the other party to define what that looks like. Yeah, well, that's the thing, eh? It's like to say you can help and then offer in the various ways that you could, you think you yeah. could do that <laughs> is a little bit um, prescriptive and... I found myself like, doing it this what? week. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Joe and Wayne, very, very, very patient leadership at uh, Te Papa Nui Enderley House. Oh. We were like, oh, sitting around the yeah, table having a, a chat. And we had a really good corridor, beautiful work that they're doing there. It's amazing, warms mm. my heart, really pleased to to actually um, have a relationship with the organisation. And it's exciting to see everything that they're doing. Mm. Really much needed work, beautifully done got myself all excited and then had to catch myself as every time they said and it's like oh we can help by doing this and it's like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> wanting to play <laughs> I was like wanting to play with them because they were doing cool things yeah and, yeah and it's like they don't need you or, or they might it's yeah. not but it's not and that I guess probably there's nothing wrong with probably what you did or offering it's just that you probably had a little bit of hope as as to the response being, yeah, awesome, yeah. Joe, yeah. and you might not quite have got that, and, so and then you're a bit like, but why? Yeah, so. but why? <laughs> and it's like um, the so understand why I talk about understanding whiteness is is around those characteristics of white supremacy. Mm. Well, um, there's the urgency one, which always comes the back urgency, in. but also the affirmation. Oh, yeah, you're a good white person. You're a good white person. Oh. The affirmation, and that is exactly what I was doing the other day. Oh, yep. Cool. I've done a, a lot too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so Annie's uh, other um, challenges, uh, to look at who uses your services and ask uh, if, if needed, why are more Māori groups not making use of the service we services we provide? And then if that engagement is low, uh, how can that be improved? And ask why Māori might not be engaging. So that's, yeah, that's an interesting reflection. I, I mean, a, an important question to ask. I think mm. I think as a Tauiwi organisation, it's also important to ask is, do they need to be involved? Mm. Like, because sometimes, especially in an environmental setting, we're either duplicating or doing the same thing slightly differently. Yeah, um, well, we have talked about our space being trying to, um, particularly around the education with uh, Tauiwi, around what um, te tiriti o waitangi means uh, for us, what our responsibilities might be, etc. So that's sort of the space that we understand ourselves to be in. But um, I, I definitely think, like, you can tell, like, when... So one of the questions, Annie's question around what can be done to reduce the damage. So one of the 
damaging aspects and we know this from our history is obviously the removal of Māori from land and um, connection with whenua. So one of the things I do notice is in, and in the work that Michael does and in particularly around um, education around kai, not, a, not necessarily as a response to a lack of kai even but more as a response to um, wanting to connect back to whenua and actually be involved with the the mahi that the whenua is, you know, always there for in a way, um, and that's the growing of kai. And so I do see engagement there quite a bit, and that's interesting to me because, yeah, if you think about the damage that has been done, that seems like a really important thing to offer. And yeah, we have to be mindful of who we are and offering it as a Tauiwi organisation, but the response does often seem quite positive. Yeah. Definitely, I think Akai has got a, a is a space of synergy. Yeah, like because it requires care of the whenua, it requires knowledge, it requires observation, mm. and these are all like either maramataka or tika things to do. Yeah, yeah. So there's a so beautiful match. Yeah, and and then you know we have our our friends with um, Parakori as well, and there's there is an increasing interest in that space. But I think it's that, oh, there's just this, sometimes the damage, the damage has been so great that it's the capacity of people to um, take on board new information when the struggle was real, you know, that's the the thing that I think always, I, you know, you come back to, like, if we're expecting people to um, engage with um, some of the environmental messaging around climate change and stuff, we can't do that really effectively without addressing issues of, of poverty in Aotearoa, like, it's so huge, you know, Absolutely. be able to pay your rent, be able to have food, um, who These are fundamentals that need to be addressed before you even begin to talk about issues like that. Yeah, the system that creates climate change and, and the need for climate action mm. is the same system um, that creates that, the, that inequality, creates and the inequality and oppression and, and just that overbearing how are we going to get to the end of the day. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so it's survival to the end of the day. Who cares about what's going to happen in 30 years' time on the planet? Like, we're just focused on getting to the end of today and waking up tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes when we think about the spaces that we might be working in and we might see a lack of engagement at times, um, those are some of the reasons the the poverty uh, impacts of colonisation is significant. So again that goes into the spaces where we work where where we have been recognised as having a significant role to play in reducing poverty and we struggle with this one. Not reducing poverty but sorry alleviating it to some degree Mm. uh, through the provision of of rescued food. So that's huge and and we are still always recognised for it because of its um, support to people in the community, even though we might talk about it as a climate action project, yeah. because for us it's about reducing uh, waste to landfill and reducing emissions. What we get recognised for is the impact of that food on everyday lives. Yeah, I've, I've just um, um, the 
the the terminology, and you've just reminded me of something I was reading on the weekend around decolonizing sort of spaces and minds, and especially in relation to climate action. And one of the interesting things I heard from some rangatahi youth was um, when you say sort of a lack of something, like so, so we do this and we do this all of the time in our funding applications. I do this every day. A lack of something, so we move the blame from. Um, or we create blame so when we say and it is a colonizer thing so so when we say that someone is apathetic or that someone isn't engaging it's their fault that they're not because we're open and it is an uh, yeah. aspect of whiteness and um, like imperial systems right yeah it's like these are the rules and we're open so, so why it's up to you. It's that up. individualistic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So why aren't you showing up? Because we're making it easy for you. Mm. Um, whereas a different viewpoint is what are we doing to find out? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, so how do we... Yeah, like so much of what we do in this space goes, it's their fault because we're doing fine. Mm, it's probably a good, yeah, good corridor to have. And when people talk about evaluating services, um, people often talk to the people that have used the services for the feedback. Yeah. But actually, talking to the people that haven't is uh, really important. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. I remember years ago spilling on about voter apathy and people like, well, you know, don't worry, people just being, been quite <laughs> people yeah. being apathetic, and yeah. it's like, no, people no. aren't being apathetic. No, there's They're a whole lot of You've, You haven't gained yeah. their interest. One of the most interesting re- responses, because, and I completely understand it, was um, door knocking and seeing, some, asking someone um, if they'd voted. No. We uh, fall under a different, uh, not jurisdiction, can't remember the word, might have just been kaupapa, not sure, but they said, um, he whakaputanga, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, he whakaputanga, oh, I totally get it, <laughs> just like, I'll leave you be, like, you know, I understood what he was saying, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're totally right, I get it, <laughs> so yeah, there's apathy, and then sometimes it's like, this system was never, it's never been the system it's never. It's not a system of te tiriti o waitangi. It's not a system of he whakaputanga. And so, what what would I be voting for if I voted for any of you? Really, yeah. just more of the same. Well, that same isn't working. Mm. So I was like, yeah, sweet. I I didn't even, you know, I could have had quite a long conversation. Um, he didn't really want to talk with me, and that was fair enough too. <laughs> I really liked at the like when Ani Makari was talking about this and. And they kept coming back to the point that many people, um, many, many people, are unaware of the impact of he whakaputanga. Or that it even even exists. Or that it should be read alongside te tiriti o waitangi. Yeah, so important. It makes the um, te tiriti o waitangi make sense. And that's the the point that, that Ani made too, is that Oh, she talked quite a bit about the principles of the, of the treaty that have been um, put into place in many of our, our, our government institutions. And, and the rationale for that is 
basically that Te Triti and He Whakaputanga say things that are just way too uncomfortable. Mm. It's it's far more comfortable for um, government to talk about the principles because they align with the treaty, the English version of the treaty, not uh, Te Triti or Waitangi or He Whakaputanga. Yep. So, yeah, I thought that was... That was really interesting. So there's a real there's a real reason for why we see a lack of um, te triti or waitangi and he whakaputanga mentioned in our institutions. One of the things in the community sector, and I know our board is, is doing this at the moment, um, is having a look in your trust deed to see what, what it is. What it is. Yeah. What what version is it that you even have in your trust deed? Mm. Yeah. So it's a small thing, but at a governance level, it's really important. It is really important, and I guess that's what Annie was also saying, is that the understanding of your staff, and your, she didn't actually say board, I don't think, but your, the understanding of your staff and board needs to be there for you then to be able to um, actually really uh, take on board what uh, te Tiriti o Waitangi uh, means and he Whakaputanga means because if it's not there you do sort of go around in circles and maybe bring up the principles and do all sorts of things um, because you haven't got the same basis Yeah and if you've got the principles in all of your documents I got caught out by this the other day and some bit of plagiarism and somebody else Cut and paste and Cut and paste and, and, and it popped up Thankfully Anna was like it's not, this, isn't not you. <laughs> yeah. this isn't you. What's this? And it's like, you're right, that is not me. I've been caught plagiarising. Um, so, saving time. It's saving time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was really interesting because um, if they're there in your documents and that's what you need to be reviewing, that is my, well, that, that's my worthy opinion, um, is that if that's existing in your documents, what are you saying and what are you telling people that you're trying to recruit and what are you telling people that you're trying to work with mm. if everything that you own around policy or or communications with, with other parties is pinned on the principles and the mm. principles uh, come from the English version or, or, you know, the Treaty of Waitangi. Yeah. And we need to move forward yeah, because one of the things that Annie did, Annie did say was around, um, you know, this idea of, of partnership being such a big part of the, uh, well, it's one of the principles, one of the four Ps or three Ps, or I can't remember how many Ps there are, but one of the Ps is partnership. And actually partnership um, in Te Tiriti o Waitangi, I don't even know. Like it's it's more about um, this this fears or or like that your Maori never ceded sovereignty really. I mean that's probably kind of the main upshot. Well, the main upshot, yeah, it's really clear. Hapu, because um, uh, Hifakaputanga is is the Declaration the of Independence, Independence and, and that was all of the rangatira of the Hapu because that's what happened. Mm. Um, they never ceded sovereignty, mm. like uh, like just. Just accept that, and, and they then weren't have a about look at, to in yeah. 1840 either. And so, and they were the dominant. They had the numbers. Like, why would you? Why would you? Why would you ever? Go? You know, where you've got 50,000 people and 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 500 arrive. Why would you go? Let's be partners, um, <laughs> and you can rule us from now on. No partner. No, it was more sense. like you fellas. Can you just sort out those uh, those 
those guys over there that are just causing a lot of deal trouble. with your drunken sailors deal with your <laughs> drunken sailors yeah, yeah yeah so we're still trying to figure that out um right so and then the other last point i guess or one of the last points that uh, i only made was around the importance of supporting the, re- the return of political power to maori so that's that's huge and um the maori wards might be one step in that direction but there's a lot more uh, work to do there and it isn't about just that it's about so much more than that <laughs> so anyway. much more it's about so much more than that but anyway we'll just have a little break and we'll come back and just uh recap and then tell you a little bit about what's coming up at go eco
Oh, kia ora. welcome back. So uh, you may recognise the voice of Maisie Rika and uh, the song was Vicari Mai. And I chose that because, well, uh, we pre-record this show and today our first COVID-19 case in the community for some, some time has been uh, detected. So it felt appropriate. Very appropriate. Um, yeah, so we've just been talking about what might be and how lucky we feel and our privilege, actually, um, and that being mindful of our our community and the needs um, and actually making that a priority now to um, get that planning and, and things in place to make sure people are cared for and looked after. Uh, as we saw last time in our lockdown, you know, the um, response from Māori community was huge and without that I think we would have been very you know lost really so um, there's a lot to be thankful for in Aotearoa and one of those things I do think is the way um, our communities can prioritise people things get dropped um, so that people can be cared for and that's fantastic um, and so yeah we've been talking about Ani Makairi and her um, kōrero at the community Waikato conference and all yeah. the things um, that, that she has challenged us to consider and think about in our mahi. Um, and her last challenge, um, which I find, um, I do think about this, supporting Māori may require working to, towards your own redundancy. And it's a very small price to pay. So I think about that. I think about it because I think it's really relevant when we weigh up what... Uh, kaitiaki or kaitiaki tanga is mm. and what the whenua means and and um, what our space is in environmentalism and uh, the hapu space and how we uphold hapu as kaitiaki of the whenua. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what does that mean for us? Does it mean redundancy? Does it mean change? And it's you know. Good question, good partai. So, anamahi kia koe ani for your challenge. Um, and I think that um, Kordero is worth listening to. So, yeah, just check out the Goeco Facebook page for the post that's been put up there, and you can have a listen to Ani as well. I think you'll enjoy it. So, namahi kia koto. Namahi. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.